Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Jay Gabrani. And Jay Gabrani, you can find him at preparedfathers.com. That's preparedfathers.com. After his first child was born in 2005, Jay jumped into the world of real estate investing. So if you're a real estate investor, this show is for you. Despite (laughs) several challenges along the way, he built a multiple seven-figure real estate portfolio. That portfolio helped him take a multi-year sabbatical to deal with heartbreaking personal strategy, tragedy, personal tragedy when his wife passed away in 2014. God bless her. This experience led Jay to reevaluate the purpose of his life while taking a multi-year sabbatical. Before his wife passed away, Jay thought he was financially prepared After going through the experience of being the executor of his wife's estate, he realized he wasn't. Today, Jay makes an impact raising his three children and empowering fathers to secure their family's financial future as the founder of preparedfathers.com. So Jay, welcome to the show Man, that intro got me, bro. You got me right in the heartstrings there. So we're going to talk about your story, what happened, and really sure. what, what has God been doing in your life through all that human suffering, man, because that's what it looks like. But before we get into that, take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Well, Joseph, owned many businesses over my lifetime, and one of them was a uh, coffee franchise. And I sold, I've sold millions of dollars of coffee in my life, but I've never had a hot cup of coffee. Something a little bit different, even in university and all the way through. So that's something that, I mean, not many people know at all. Wow. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Now, how do you, how do you sell millions of, of dollars worth of coffee, but never drink a cup of coffee? Do you not like coffee? Is that the reason? Just or? never got into it, never needed it. I've always been a naturally energetic person. So uh, caffeine was not necessary for me. <laughs> It makes me laugh because it's kind of like, you should buy my product. You need it. Your life's not working. You need caffeine, but I don't drink it. (laughs) I don't drink it. It's true. That's that's pretty funny. Okay. um, Let's get into this. I'd like to start before we get into your story, Jay, with the big, broad question. Why do you think the world isn't working right now as far as human relationships go? Why do you think the world's not working? Lack of trust negativity 
I find negativity um, is, is basically infiltrating itself through all realms of society. And unfortunately, it just, uh, it really impairs our ability to love each other and to care for each other. And that actually is a big worry. And that's what I see right now, Joseph. I see it on social media. I don't spend much time on social media, but when I do, don't like it. Don't like what I see. So that's why do right you think we, why do you think we struggle to trust? You know something? I think that uh, I, I, I'm a very trusting person, so I'm not quite sure people who don't. But right now, from what I see, it's just that people somehow think that they're going to lose out on something if they give in, if they are open, if they are vulnerable. Uh, so I haven't looked into it really. Uh, I haven't dug down to, into it, but that's my thought, is that people find that they're going to give up something of themselves if they somehow are open and vulnerable to, and trusting. So. A friend of mine says it this way, it's easier to measure. You can measure what you're going to lose. You can never measure what you're going to gain. Well said. Yeah, and I think that really ties in right there why we don't trust. We think we're going to lose something. Yeah. All right, got it. So, yeah, BC Nation, Jay's like dropping some wisdom bombs on you already. Look at this. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jay, let's get into your story. Um, and this show is about two things, right? So we speak about the spiritual side of our life because life and success, I believe, is about more than just making money and a lot of money, right? Yes. So I talk often about building faith into your business, whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, but integrating the two rather than living this, this duality of being split down the middle where you're keeping your faith and your beliefs and your values and your God out of your business, right? So we can talk about both fluidly. So please bring in business however you see fit mm -hmm. um, and, and the spiritual side as well. So let me first go here. How were you raised? Like what uh, faith were you raised in? Were you raised with a faith, not a faith? Like kind of journey us back there just for like a few minutes. Uh, your, your upbringing, go for it. Sure, definitely. So uh, born and raised in Toronto, Canada, but uh, I was born in 71. My parents had come here in 1970 from India. So mm -hmm. yes, I was raised with faith. It was the Hindu faith. Uh, if you know anything about it, lots and lots of different gods. So, um, but overall, what I really take from the Hindu religion and most religions, Joseph, is that uh, at the end of the day, you have to be a really good person. And I think if you're a good person and you emit good vibes in the world and you do good things, everything you should do, business, anything else, it should be done without ever any, without any intention of ever hurting anybody. It should all be done for good. So yeah, I was brought up in the Hindu faith. As I grew up, um, let's just say I maybe lost it a little bit. Uh, I'm very spiritual though. Uh, I still meditate almost 30, 35 minutes every day. I spend time by myself. So I'm still a big believer in you must be a good person. I raise my children that way that you have to do good in the world. And if I have, if I have my three little soldiers that I call them, my three, my three kids doing that, then at the end of the day, I think that I'm doing a good job. And hopefully they can then take that message and expand upon it. So yes, raised with faith, most certainly. Um, but yeah, uh, Canada, born and raised Canada, still live here. And uh, yeah, have the, lived here my whole life. Got it. I'm clear on that. Okay, so you were raised in the Hindu faith. That's you right. left it behind, or as you said, you lost it. I, I don't lost think it. we actually lose anything. We, we 
choose something else in our life just to push back a little bit. Yes. Why did you choose uh, to do the spiritual path, um, which is pretty much a religion unto itself. It's just your own religion. It's like, well, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this one, or I no longer resonate with this part or whatever. So I'm going to go do it my way. And, and that's not a pushback per se, or making anything wrong. It's just saying what's so like that. Yes. That's what, that's what spiritual looks like. So why, what did you leave, like walk away from that you disagreed with um, and then moved into, hey, I'm gonna go create my own spirituality. Great, so when I was growing up, I mean like I'm sure you went or saw some of the same things. I always thought religion was supposed to bring people together, mm. okay? And for some reason when I, again, being having family from India, India and Pakistan, Hindu versus Muslim, there was wars. There's people fighting over religion. Uh, if we look at Ireland, Northern Ireland, Catholics, Protestants, they're fighting over religion. So I actually got quite, uh, uh, what's the right word? Um, I, I, I just wasn't very happy with what I saw because mm. I thought, because it's supposed to bring you together, but it's tearing people apart. It's tearing families apart. It was creating wars. So ultimately what I switched to was, I think just more as laws of the universe is at the end of the day, you have to be a good person. You have to put good things out in the world. And I think that is where I kind of, I switched the corner and I said that it, it's not any one religion per se, because Joseph, when you look at different religions, I think a lot of the base stories of the religions, a lot of the characters in the religions are very, very, very similar. They have different names. Maybe they went through some different experiences, but a lot of the messages are the same. So I thought, you know what, why not just grab the messages? And why not just incorporate that into my life and just, and, and just be good? I like the, the religion of goodness. If there is such a religion, that's the one that I believe in. It's, it's a religion of goodness. And uh, that is why I ultimately kind of went away from it. I saw it tearing people apart. And I still, unfortunately, do see it tearing people apart. Mm. Um, so that was, my, that was my main reason. Is, and this was in my young 20s mm. is, uh, when I started seeing it, when I was first uh, out of my parents' house. So went to university, et cetera, and started doing a lot more free thinking. Um, when you're in your parents' house, then you're, yeah, I had the faith because it was just still around me all the time. It's when I, it's when I left and I started thinking about it. And I was like, wait a second, something's not working here. So that's, uh, that was the main reason. Got it. So to clarify, what I'm hearing you say is the, in your 20s, you saw that you believed, well, faith and religion should unify people and bring us together as one human family united under a God, right? Loving, who, loving who, family. Yeah. yeah, a loving family, right? And the reality was the world didn't look like that expectation that you had. That's right. And because of that, you said, well, this isn't for me. So, you know, you move forward and said, I'm going to create my own, you know, here's my truth. And my truth is the religion of, you know, just be good. Just That's be right. good. Don't harm other human beings. And I guess go about having a good life, right? Yes. Is that clear? Is that a good picture? You got it 100%. All right, cool. I don't want to put words in your mouth, even nope. though <laughs> others it. have told me I do that. So, <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So got that. So can I get real with you? Like, yes. What's missing right now for you? in that what's missing 
Well, I mean, I'm if sure you were being 100% real and tr transparent, is there anything missing in that? And what is it? Um, you know, something I, I'm sure we'll touch on it later. It will probably have to do with my wife mm. and uh, the fact that, you know, she's not here anymore. There's still a lot of unanswered questions uh, that I have. And unfortunately, no, her priest, no priest has been able to answer these questions for me. So the missing part of it, even though I believe in this spiritual way and be good, um, that's really what's missing is that I, I don't know a lot of the answers. There's some mm. answers that I just, I, when I have a question, why? Why did mm. she do what she did? There's no answer. And at the end of the day, brother, like that's really just uh, at the pit of my stomach, you know, like that's something that I don't think I'll be able to solve the rest of my life. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's... That's one of them. That's the big one. Otherwise, no, That's, I don't, I don't hold regrets. I don't hold fears a lot. And, but that one is a big one for me. That's real. That's real. Do me yeah. a favor. I think your, uh, your mic is hitting or flicking. Cause I'm it getting is. a clicking sound constantly. I so. got it. It's fixed. There you go. Awesome. Uh, I really want to hear what you're saying. So sure. Wow. That's powerful. So your wife not being here leaves you with this, uh, void, right, of unanswered questions that your spirituality doesn't provide the answers for. It does and, not. And, you know, and thank you. Thank you for just being real about that. Um, and you also said you brought it to her priest. Now, what uh, faith denomination is your wife or was? Catholic. Yeah, Catholic. Okay, got Catholic. it. Got it. Got it. She is the typical, she was the typical broken Catholic. Got it. Speak to me what that actually means to you when you say typical broken Catholic. Sure. So, you know what? Uh, she was raised, her parents still go to church. Uh, a lot of pressure for her to go to church and her two brothers. For whatever reason, they chose not to follow the path, whereas their parents are very, very religious. My wife and her brothers don't. Our kids were baptized. I, I was more than happy. I, I wanted that to happen, to mm. give some comfort. But uh, at the end of the day, Joseph, I know that there's commandments and the Ten Commandments, when I look at them, I'm pretty certain that she wasn't living within them and it created a lot of conflict for her. And when you mix in some of the other issues she was dealing with, uh, let's just say there was another level of pressure, another level of uh, guilt, guilt mm. is uh, what she was going through that... Um, kind of led her to do what she was doing. So she was broken in that way, man. Like it, she wanted to be really good. She wanted to make her parents happy. Look, mom, look, dad, I go to church. I'm religious, I believe. Uh, but at the end of the day, she wasn't doing it. And then, it, and then she'd feel guilty about it. So um, there was real issues there. Um, it was not the biggest issue, but there were real issues there for her when it came to her, her religion and believing in it and following it and practicing it. I get that. What was that like for you to watch? To yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's really tough, right? Because I already kind of gave you my ideas where it's like, yeah, I believe in being a good person. Um, if you, if you meditate, you spend time with yourself and you're good, then I think you're doing a good job in the world. Whereas she just didn't follow that. She was like, well, my mom and dad want me to do this. The church wants me to do this. I'm not a good Catholic if I'm not going to church. I'm not a good Catholic if I don't attend midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Like all these things were coming in her head and just making her feel worse and worse about herself. And I was like, 
babe, like at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's your choice here. Um, if you're not doing it, then at least accept the fact that you've chosen not to do it. Or if you're going to do it, then choose to do it and take the kids with you, like do what you got to do. But there was this indecision and that indecision, mm -hmm. Joseph, it just led to, it just led to problems. It led to conflicts, internal, inner conflicts, which as a husband, you know, like we're not trained for any of this stuff, right? When we get married, <laughs> no, we're no. not trained for these things. We're not trained if our kids have issues like this. So it was just, it was one of those things where, you know, most guys were, were the fixers, right? Like the problem comes to us, we got to fix it. Well, you know what? I couldn't fix it and I didn't know how to help her. So. And that's, that's a problem that you can't fix because it's inside of that's the other right. person. It's in her own mind, right? So BC Nation, I am so grateful that Jay is speaking this real and transparent with us right now and just sharing some of the mess that he went through, right? Because we all have mess. Yes. It's our lives, right? And some of it we've created, other parts of it we married into, other parts of it, right, we were born into, mm -hmm. right? And we're carrying other people's messes plus our mess. And to me, this is the very reason why it's so important to have that close relationship with our higher power, with our God. And that's really what I want to contribute and give to you right now, Jay. Mm -hmm. is what if we took religion yes. out of the conversation Yes. What if we took spirituality out of the conversation? What mm -hmm. if we took guilt out of the conversation? And all guilt is, is a uh, not hitting the false expectation of be perfect. Sure. Right? Most of the time. And, and we create this whole story ar around it. And what if we made the conversation simply this? I want to have a real connection with my God, with my higher power. And what if it wasn't about the rules and the, the regulations and all these other things and forcing that on other people, but it was about, I want to have that relationship with my God. And in doing so, as he starts to transform me in my heart from the inside out, I start to show up different in my life. I start to show up more loving, more trusting, more peaceful, more good. And in doing that, others are attracted to that and say, I want some of what Jay has. And then Jay, how, what are you doing different? You're totally acting different, being different. What is it? And then you say, well, I don't have the answers for your problems, but let me bring you to the person who does, right? Let me show you him. Like, what would, imagine a world like that. There we go. Is there such a thing, Joseph, do you think, could we exist with one religion? Just one, all across the world? Well, I want to take different things. I, again, I want to take religion out of this conversation because the word religion has too many implications that has been bastardized, right, in our society. Yes. And as soon as some people hear religion, it triggers all these different things that they've experienced in their past. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't want that in this conversation. This conversation is about relationship with God, period. And, sure. and either we have it 
or we don't, well, we, we always have relationship with God. It's either we're facing him or we're turned away from him, <laughs> right? Nice. That's how I look at it, right? It's like God is always speaking to his children. He's always speaking to his creation, mm-hmm. right? He's in all of it. This is the beauty that we recognize when we look outside at nature and we feel connected to something bigger than us. Yes. That's us connected to our God. We may not acknowledge him. We may not give him credit for it. We may call it something else and give credit to the universe, which is his creation. Like it'd be like me. And I I say this often, you know, it'd be like me giving credit to the iPhone itself rather than to Steve Jobs who created it and saying, wow, great job, iPhone. You created yourself. You're amazing. I have no idea how you did it. But you're an amazing smartphone and thank you so much. And oh, by the way, I owe my creation to you, right? Rather than like really using our reason and our logic to get that. Well, where if I can't explain that logic, logical path anywhere in the universe, Mm -hmm. like something that's beautiful created itself out of nothingness. Well, how did it create itself out of nothingness if it didn't exist? Like, your logic and reason says that doesn't, doesn't mean work. anything. It mm-hmm. doesn't work. So why do we believe that about God? Why do we believe that about the universe, that it just created itself out of nothing? Well, then if it wasn't there, how did it create itself, right? There has to be a designer because everything else on planet Earth has a design behind it. And the same way you create a business that's successful, mm-hmm. nobody would say that preparedfathers.com created itself. That's right. Nobody would say your website created itself. It's well said. Right? Very, so why, well why do we buy the lie in other areas? And, you know, so I, I just bring that all back to this conversation, Jay. Sure. What if, just what if we were created by a loving God? And what if he's been constantly speaking to our hearts and trying to reach us through all the beauty around us? And what if we're the ones that have turned away from him? because we created stories around religion and other human brokenness Mm -hmm. because wherever those problems are in the world, there's, there's also people. That's right. Right. That doesn't mean God is broken. It means we're broken. (laughs) C.S. Lewis, a famous, right. uh, Philosopher, author, you know, people asked him, why do you think the world's not working? And he said, I'm the reason why the world's not working. <laughs> and Jay, imagine a world where we all took that personal responsibility. I think it'd be a great world. It would, wouldn't it? It'd be a great world. Now, What's the things up? that I talked to you about, like when I said where religions are tearing people apart, forget about the religion aspect of it. Like you just said it. Now people love each other. They care for each other. They're good to each other. And I am a big believer that that spawns positive mental energy, positive butterfly effect, as we call it. And uh, if I'm good to people here, then that person might travel somewhere, be good to someone around the world. Yeah, I, I'm with you, brother. Like, that's uh, how, do, how do we get there? Like, tell me, how do we get there? That's what I want. Like, I, I'm more than happy for that. More than yeah? happy for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Well, listen, it's a real fluffy idea, but what it looks like is work. And, and that's the part we don't want to do. And, mm-hmm. and I'll speak about myself in this. Like, you know, in the, the Judeo-Christian biblical version, when Jesus showed up and said, die to mm-hmm. yourself, right? That's the pathway. And then many other religions, as you spoke to, Jay, have modeled that same truth, right? There's a dying to self. There's a dying to ego. We don't want to die to our ego. No. Why? No. Because we want to be self-important. 
we don't want to worship a God bigger than us. Because if we do, then we actually have to listen to what he says is the right way hmm. to live our life. You called it the Ten Commandments. For other yes. religions, it's something else. Right. Well, that looks like me giving up what I actually want to do in some areas and changing my behavior. Well, I don't want to change my behavior. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And frankly, Habits. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> yes. And Jay, I can look at my past, you know, one of my behaviors was, you know, women, tall, beautiful women. That makes two of us. <laughs> there you go. Right. So I was having too much fun. I was like, God, I want to obey your rules, but not yet. Yes. I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> right. And, and in doing so, I made myself my own God. Mm, and this there's is your ego. This is the risk is we make our own ego, our own God, even the word you, Y-O-U, your own universe. We believe this lie that we are our own universe. That's why we accept other lies like, oh, it's your personal truth. Well, your truth is different than my truth. Mm. Well, the only way that could exist is if you had your own universe where you have your own absolute truth. And I have my own absolute truth. Well, then what happens when both our universes collide, collide and my truth is in conflict with your truth? Or maybe your truth wants to hurt me. Like what is We that talked about those wars and everything that back then. That's what it is, right? They, one person believes their truth. Another side believes their truth. There you have it, right? And it all comes down to this rebellion to one God, one creator of all things. Right. And, and it's in that rebellion that we create all these, the human brokenness. So when people say, you know, they see a, a tragedy in the world and, and like, well, if God existed and you believe there's a God and he's a loving God, then what kind of loving God allows that tragedy to happen with all those kids that just died in that whatever disaster? That's right. What kind of God is that? Why do bad things happen to good people? Exactly. Right. And here's the thing. The very same people who say there is no God all of a sudden believe there's a God when shit goes wrong. That's when they reach out. Yeah, but not reach out. That's when they blame. Mm. Well, how can you blame something that doesn't exist? In your mind, yes. Why are you blaming that tragedy on God all of a sudden when you don't believe in God? Very like, well, very well said. Like, this is the thing. These are the, 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 the stories that we create for ourselves, And it's like, we, God doesn't create the disaster in the world. You know what does? Rebellion to God. Rebellion to God. And making ourselves gods. And, and thinking we actually are gods, yet we're human and broken and frail, and we could get into a car accident and we cease to exist. Boom, done. Immediate, immediate. Yeah, if we were as, you know, like all the spirituality spirituality you and i were at the conference where there was a lot of that going on and it was sure. just like well i'm an infinite being and it's your infinite intelligence and beauty and all this other stuff if you are all that god <laughs> goddess stuff then go ahead and levitate and and go solve and heal some people in your life nice go ahead and forgive people go ahead and end hunger like right now mm -hmm. and if you can't then stop saying you're god that's right because that's, that's, right. what, that's what a God can do. It's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, outside Very of space so. and time. And Very if you can't so. do that, stop claiming you're God. That's a lie. 
So we have to, I think, get smaller than our ego wants mm -hmm. us to think we are and, and submit that we were created. We're beautiful. We're made in his image and his likeness. We have co-creative abilities. That's why we can manifest things into existence within this mm -hmm. natural universe. Very the universe much. is not God. He is. But we can utilize the, the order of things that he's built in and created into the design of the universe to create wonderful, loving lives. And to, to do that and show up for others, like you said, that be good and, and, and live a good life. Yes. But we complicate stuff. Very what much show, so. I don't want to keep going. What shows up for you in all of that? I had to speak to that, bro. I had good. to speak to that because one, you asked for it. You're like, Joseph, what does that look like? Show me what that looks like. I think Talk that's what me. it looks like. What shows up for you in all this? Wow. I mean, like, first of all, I've never heard it put that way. But ultimately, yes. When, when you have this belief system, the belief system ultimately will drive you. And how do we, you know, getting that belief system into people and having them believe what you've just talked about is certainly a challenge. I don't know if that starts in the schools. I don't know if that starts at home. It I'm starts sure. in your heart. Yeah. It starts oh. in one person, bro. You know this. Yes, yes. This is the Gandhi effect. This is the Mandela effect. This is I'm the glad you JFK. mentioned Gandhi. I'm glad you mentioned Gandhi. See, I mentioned so, him first. Why? Because yeah, that's your culture, baby. That's my religion. That's the, and see, now there you go. Now we talk about a man who didn't believe in any sort of force. He didn't believe in any sort of loud word. He didn't believe in any harm or war. Yet he was able to change the course of history. Why? And it was, the, well, basically, How? he basically How did he had do it. it. How did he do it? He had a message to spread and he basically spread that message without, without changing what he believed in. Right. Yeah. It's what uh, everything I see. And he, uh, he made it happen. Like the resolve that that man had hunger strikes, etc., in order to get his message across. It was, it was powerful, really powerful. So and let's there was, break that down. Let's there break was no that ego. down for a second. I get there was it. No ego I'm with it. you, bro. I'm All a right. huge fan. I mean, yeah. Gandhi. High five, Gandhi. Let's do this, man. Yeah, you got it. Listen, how did he do it? He did it with a life where his life was the witness. He surrendered his life. His life was the testimony. He didn't need loud words. Mm -hmm. St. Francis in the, the uh, Judeo-Christian um, faith. St. Francis uh, has a famous quote. You've probably heard it because it's just wisdom, right? He mm. says, uh, preach the gospel at all times or truth, right? Preach the truth at all times and use words when necessary. Love it. Right? That means Love your it. life should be that. And people will see the change in you, be the change you want to see in the world, right? That's what his life was. He was being the change, not saying the change. He was being the change. JF, uh, uh, Martin Luther King, he was being the change. Yes, he spoke powerfully, but his life was in, in, um, in sync with what he was speaking. Yes. Most of us speak this truth or I believe this, I believe this, I believe this, and our life looks nothing like what we're saying we believe. Right. And I think that's the hypocrite stuff that you've recognized 
mm-hmm. at 20 something years old and you said, I don't want any of that. That's right. And that's smart in my opinion. You're a smart young man. <laughs> you called it out. You said you're preaching this, but you're preaching X, but you're living Y. The fact that religion would hurt anybody, it just, it bothers me. No, I get It really that. bothers me. So that's I really what that. that came from. That's where it came from, for sure. So that's powerful. All right. So let's uh, take this, this conversation. First off, thank you, Jay. Thank you for helping me create this space to have that conversation. Because I know it's not just you and I that need to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's my listener. They're listening right now and they're wrestling with faith stuff. They're wrestling with human problems and they don't know where to go with it. Mm -hmm. They have unanswered questions, right? You said, I, Joseph, I have unanswered questions about my human things, right? My wife and what happened and all this stuff. And my faith, my spirituality can't answer it. Can't. It hasn't yet. Let's put it that way. And I could tell you this, Jay. Mm. And this is with no ego whatsoever. Yes. Mine can. Hmm. And I'd be more than happy to have that conversation with you and possibly give answers through me. I'm not the source of anything good. (laughs) But through (laughs) me, Mm -hmm. give answers that maybe you've been wanting for a long time and just not finding. And we could talk offline on that. Um, All right. So let me ask you this. In your spiritual journey, what... What was the big hairy mistake you've made? We all have something, right? And maybe you learned from it, you grew from it and all that and something good came out of it. But what was that big thing in your relationship with your higher power? What was that big mistake? Hmm. That's a good one. I never really thought about that one before because I've never thought of it as mistakes because I've always known that when you make a mistake, you ask for forgiveness and you can move on. So, um, 100%, and that's all real and true. But what was that yeah. thing where you look back and you go, like, face bomb, what an idiot, what was I thinking? Yeah, I'm trying to think here because you know what, I've been pretty good. I was, you know, always faithful, I never, never cheated. I'm trying to think what would what, what I have done that would have been a face bomb. Like, I think we're all when we were in our 20s, Joseph, you know, like we all get a little wild and crazy as young guys. I don't really think I did anything outside of the norm there that would be uh, that would be construed as like a, a total bomb. But let's just say that there were certainly things where maybe I wasn't always a good person. I've matured into being a good person now where every day I show up like this. Every day awesome. I show up and, and be like, okay, you know what? You got to be good in the world. That's the example I must, must set for my children. Uh, let's just say maybe I wasn't always like that. When I was younger, I had the ego. And I was like, you know, I owned a nightclub once upon a time. I, uh, let's just say I was living, I was living a pretty high life for a little while there. And so you mentioned your wife's 10 commandments. Did you break any of your wife's 10 commandments? <laughs> uh, let's see here from the ones that I know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe or you bit. did, I, you, know, you don't have to share, you don't have to share what they are, but did you, or maybe, I'm, I, I'm sure I did a wussy way out. I'm sure I did. Um, <laughs> let me just think exactly. I, but the one thing I'm t- like uh, coveting someone else's like wife or neighbors things. No, that for sure. Never. Cool. Um, basically, maybe uh, if I wasn't always telling truth, potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just treating people. I think when I was younger and had a little bit too much ego, maybe the way I treated people was not good. It's not the way that I'd be proud right now. If I look back and say, what were you doing that for, man? Like, why were you acting like that? Like, that was just so unnecessary when you look back, right? Maturity brings a lot of wisdom. And just say I have, I have quite a bit of wisdom now for that stuff. So I, I, I don't outright think that there's something that I did a face palm, uh, face palm with and say, oh, wow, what did I do that for? But there were certainly instances and like times in my life, the type of person I was just wasn't the way I now aspire to be. But again, that, that comes with age, right? That comes with age. It, comes with it does. And, and for some people, it, it, they age, but it doesn't come. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I, uh, one good thing is I've learned a lot from mistakes. I've yeah, made a lot sure. of mistakes and I've learned a lot from mistakes. So yeah. I try not to repeat the same mistakes, especially major ones. Uh, yeah. I try not to do that. So, yeah. So let me put myself out on the line here just so nobody gets the idea that I'm anything more important than what I am. Mm -hmm. I have literally my past. I have a trail of human wreckage in my I believe it. You know, mm -hmm. people I hurt, dude. Yeah, some people hurt me. I get it, but I hurt a lot of people, dude, especially mm -hmm. a lot of God's daughters. I hurt a lot of his women mm -hmm. you know, that I've dated just throughout my life and I've hurt them and I've used them, right? And and I let my selfish desires as a man supersede who they were in their identity, right? I made myself my own God. Okay. If you if you're admitting that, Joseph, then I'm with you, brother. Cause then when I said that in your twenties you're a young guy, you do a lot of things. I didn't think of it that way, but the fact you've said it, I think I can replicate that. Yes. Got it. Same thing. Look at Same that. Thing. All right, BC Nation. Obviously, I'm doing a, a Catholic confession here, you know, and, and, and Jay's joining me in the confession. He's like, well, if you went first, okay, I'll, I'll go with that one, but I'm not giving any more. No. I didn't know about it, but I didn't know, to, I didn't know to put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm just playing, but uh, fantastic. All right, let's wrap up this show. This has been a great conversation. I believe God's going to work in people's hearts right here, right now. And Jay, and it all happened because of you being vulnerable, dude. And I, and I said earlier before we got on, vulnerability to men is, is the F word, it's right? Tough. Even though it's a V. It's a, it's a, it's a four-letter word to men. That it's vulnerability, tough. right? It's what we wrestle with. But that's the, for us to get the very things we actually desire, which is like inner peace, true connection with God, mm -hmm. loving communication with our, our spouse or significant other. Like it all happens when we get vulnerable, when we get our ego out of the way. So mm -hmm. ego is the, is the problem. All right. So Jay, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession <laughs> round, sir. Even though I feel like we just started it already. Uh, yes. I'm going to ask 12 quick fire questions. You'll have right. about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. Uh, Jay, what's your favorite sound? Children's laughter. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your least favorite sound? Oh, the uh, fingers on the blackboard thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got Ugh. it. What are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? That some of the mental health issues that affected my wife will somehow be felt by my children. Mm, that's we never talked one. about that, but yeah, that was a, that's a big one. That's a big one. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? I think <laughs> you touched on it, yeah. Too much partying. Too, <laughs> too much, much partying. partying. We'll leave it at that. Yes. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? 
I look for the good in people. The fear is that there's bad in people that I can't see. Hmm. I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Maybe it even showed up in this conversation. Yeah. I mean, like the, the part about, you know, he's the creator and anything that's been created around him. That's what you talked about. That's what I've really taken away from this conversation today is that he is the ultimate creator and everything that we have around us is a result of his will. Mm. So that's a new one for me. I had never really given that much thought before, actually. Wow. That's a game changer, brother, to get it's a new that. One. It's yeah. A new one for me. It puts us in perspective with our place in, in the whole stack of things that we're not it's at the top. Nope. <laughs> not at all. All right. What do you wish you were better at? Um, playing chess. Oh, I got that. I like that. What, what dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? What dream am I secretly scared of pursuing? Uh, the one where I can basically get a Brazilian jitsu black belt. Wow. Come on, do like the Matrix, man, where he just puts in that thing and he's like, he learns, he learns in 30 <laughs> yes, seconds. all the moves are done. I love that. That'd be <laughs> Wouldn't great. That'd be amazing. All right. What's a new habit you want to form? A new habit is uh, fasting. Got that. That's a powerful one. Yes. Uh, what's a bad habit you want to break? Sugar. Got just, that. I, I've been good at it. I want to eliminate it pretty well as much as I can. You know, fasting will probably help with that. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> much so. Yeah, they go hand in hand. <laughs> they do. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Who I am now. Uh, resilient, authentic, and loving. You showed up that way today. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, you brought absolutely. it out. You brought it out. So you're oh, you're thanks, questioning, man. right? So. Yep. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in a real connection a real relationship yeah well there we go ego driven most certainly ego driven um sinful mm. and uh i don't know the third one but ego driven is the big one again big i get one. that all right cool and last question although i'm gonna have a bonus question just for you i have never asked it for any other guests but it's just for you so last question uh if you could come back to life jay after you died look your little kitties in the eyes hmm. and give them only one piece of advice about life about god about everything what would you say to them take care of each other mm. yeah I take care of each other be good to each other yeah especially my children yeah that's your philosophy awesome oh, and and your bonus question jay sure all right what do you do when you're struggling with things in your life storms it could be financial crisis emotional crisis just the human tragedies all that yep. What do you do in your spirituality to get through those? I need to, Joseph, sit down with my journal and I need to put on some light music. I need to write. I need to write. I need to get whatever it is that's up in my head. There's a lot of clutter we have, right? I need to get that clutter. I need to get it out on paper so that my mind can be free and clear to think. I have a feeling that when you give yourself the ability to think and think clearly and rationally, 
then you can make good decisions. But you can't think clearly and rationally if all that stuff is up in your head. And again, that's what it was for my wife. She was never able to get it out of there. And uh, yeah, I, I see that now. So I, I do that all the time, even to this, and even after her, after she passed away, mm. I spent a lot of time by myself and uh, just thinking and trying to write it out and, and work through it. And I think, you know what, I, I'm not all the way there, but I, I've done, I'm much better off than where I was four years ago. Let's put it that way. We wouldn't have had this conversation four years ago. I would have been bawling tears everywhere. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to talk. So this Got is, it. Uh, yeah. So it's, right. uh, it's there. All right, cool. And any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Well, Ultimately, the choice is theirs. But if you are having conflict, because the world is so tough, like there's so many things being thrown at us, we need an outlet, we need a protector. And when you are able to give yourself to your version of God, you have that protection, and you have that outlet. So utilize it. It's, it's free. <laughs> it's free. It doesn't cost money. It costs your time, and it costs your thinking. It costs your mental energy. So take it. Take it for what it's worth. And utilize it in your life every day. Good advice. NBC Nation, I would just add to that when Jay says you're a version of God, wrestle with the questions we shared earlier. For that sure. there's, there's one creator that made all this creation. And if your version of God is anything less than him at the top, and it's one of the things that are created, you may be just missing something. Right. And Very not possible. getting all the answers that you want because you stopped a little too short of the finish line and <laughs> you just got to go through it. Don't beat yourself up about it, but just go through it and say, what would it look like if I opened myself up to the possibility that all these created things didn't create themselves and there actually is one God. And what if I just Very opened nice. myself up to that? Right. All right. So, uh, Jay, what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they really connected with what you said and they just like who you are, like I do? Like, how do they right. reach out to you? Yeah, you can reach out to preparedfathers.com. Uh, by the time this episode's released, I have my podcast, A Minute with Jay. We'll be started. Those are one minute episodes, simple, not interview style. Just one minute where my thoughts every day. That'll be a daily release. So, that will be if they want to stay in touch. That's the best way, preparedfathers.com or a minute with Jay. And just so you know, hmm. this show is released today. Oh, okay. Well, it might be a little behind, but it's okay. I'm, no I'm literally one of the fastest in the business, I've been That's told, awesome, my turnaround time. So yeah, I've done some of the other folk, with the other folks at New Media, and they're like three months, four months away. So that's awesome that you're right on it. That's great. I listened to Joy's interview, and in, uh, I think it's Daniel Garcia or Randall Garcia. Randall, yeah. Yeah, Randall. Yeah, very, very good. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. 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 All right. Well, we are listening to Jay Gabrani, and Jay showed up today, man. He showed up. And I don't mean, like, physically showed up to do the appointment. I mean, he showed up with his heart. He showed up with vulnerability. He showed mm -hmm. up. This is the way you want to show up in your life, BC Nation. We're going to wrap up the show. I went over on the time. I normally keep it to 30 minutes sharp. Mm -hmm. But I went over and I also want to share this little thing that Jay is in the hospital right now in a hospital room recording this, <laughs> right? Just something happened with his hand and a, a small injury and all that. But yes. he, he showed up. 
Like this is a man who's doing it. And I just want to acknowledge you for that, Jay. That's powerful stuff right there, brother. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Listen, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you God's peace, God's love, and God's joy in your heart, my friend. Thanks, Joseph. To you as well. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.